What's up, hobby friends, and welcome back to Paint Bravely, the podcast where you can find a little bit of encouragement, discover new ways to make your hobby more fun, and most importantly, learn to paint bravely. We've got a sweet episode today. We are both back from Adepticon 2023. We got lots to talk about, lots of things that we did, and uh, lots of lots of you know people, people that we met and stuff. Golden Demon. But let's get into it. What have we been up to besides that? Have you been painting anything, Brent? Doing anything other than getting all the crap from Adepticon out of your bag? I've actually been painting a lot of the crap that I got from Adepticon. Um, there you go. Yeah. I've, <laughs> I'm trying it different this year. Normally, I go to a convention. I, I buy a couple of things. I get a couple of freebies. I throw that all in the pile. I get all excited about it. goes in the pile. And then next year, it kind of gets buried a little bit deeper under the pile, and then it's 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 layered and and, and stratified, and the the cool stuff I get just gets deeper and deeper and deeper down in that pile. But this year, yeah. I'm gonna try something different, and I actually got paint on like four or five different like sets of minis that I got at Adepticon, and I'm really feeling, I'm feeling pretty good about that. Now I haven't like finished any of them but i've gotten a lot of them right 80 done like chose the colors and like hey this is working pretty well if i neaten this up it might be cool and then then i move on to the next one which which is a different way of of kind of creating a a layer of of unfinished minis but at least i got some paint on there and and, and it is possible yeah i'll come back for a little bit of a second draft and and actually get a fair numbers of of, of minis done um but yeah, so so we got back from Adepticon about two weeks ago, and this is the biggest miniature convention, certainly in America, of the year, or biggest, most focused on minis convention. Specifically, tabletop wargaming. That one, yes. yes, that's, yes that's yes. the focus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Otherwise, <laughs> it's pretty small comparatively to other much yes. larger it's like 6,000 yeah. people or so. It's I think, yeah, something like it was like 6,500 was the, the number they recorded this year, which is more than it was last year. So nice. It's doing good. Nice. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so just in our cycle, you know, the day we got back from the convention is actually when we released Kobold Talk Episode 2, which was mm-hmm. a big hit, mm-hmm. big hit. Thank you all for your contributions. <laughs> Yes, um, yes, and and for for buying that Cobalt merch, and I'm not kidding. Thank you. <laughs> you know what? I'm I'm gonna give a, a a shout out to my my buddy Adam. I think came up with this one, the Cobalt of Bagger Vance. Oh man. Which led me to think about the curious kobold of Benjamin Button, but <laughs> Button, Button. I'm not even gonna. Not is it Benjamin gonna... Button? I don't know. It don't matter. Uh, yeah, None yeah, it matters. is. That's I never that's watched that movie. Is it seemed really, really dumb, so I never watched it. But <laughs> you didn't watch it. It was actually pretty good. Kate Blanchett. Come on, anything. If it was about it. Benjamin like, Button's curious kobold, I definitely would have watched it. <laughs> It was called Benjamin Boot. I think that would make it a better movie. <laughs> I had a point I was getting to. I know. Lost my train of thought. Yeah, it's right back to Cobold Town. Yeah. 
Welcome back to Paper Lady, the podcast with your source for. <laughs> yeah, I don't have it written down. You, you, you uh, have it written down. It doesn't right, even so, matter. It doesn't even matter. So we are two weeks back from Adepticon, and I have spread out beho- before me here my idea board. I've got all my business mm. cards, all my stickers that I acquired there, and uh, I think this might actually be an interesting episode because the fun part about a convention is that it's where people convene and you run into people. Some people mm. you expect to run into, some are complete surprises, some you've heard of, some you haven't heard of, but... It it really is an invigorating thing to do once a year. Um, and so just kind of new ideas coming at you from every direction, new connections. And so I got my, my business cards and my stickers and my haul all laid out in front of me here. And I think we, we've got a lot to talk about. It's a it's a grab bag. This isn't just going to be like what we did on our on our vacation. It's going to be a yeah, ton, yeah. ton of little like fun ideas. So. Um, where do you want to start, Casey? Well, I'm going to hit that bootin' and, uh, really lay into the... No, uh, so the main thing that I, I did when I went is that I participated in Golden Demon. I made a video about it. And then when we were there, we tried to make, you know, with, with, uh, with Brent's help, of course, filming and, and pushing me, pushing pushing me we made a, a video about rescuing a model at the convention which was pretty cool so those were my main focuses at adepticon and they were pretty cool um and honestly yeah just meeting a crap load of people like this year was the the first year in a, in a while obviously that uh you know there were no masks there were no mandates or anything so walking around in general, like we got to meet a lot of people and that was pretty surprising. Cause like last year I thought, Hey, you know, we met, we met a good amount of people, uh, but we also had masks on the whole time. And this time we didn't. And that the amount of people we ended up meeting, I don't know, quadrupled at least. Yeah. It was, yeah. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. When you have a mask on, it takes a little while longer to recognize people or, or, you know, and, uh, Sometimes you're you're all the way past them before you're like, hey, was was that that old miniac? You know, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so so you don't say hi to your buddy Scott, but this time, a little, a little easier to spot folks, and yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and 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 the facial expressions, it's easier to read. Like, yeah, I like to meet people. I am happy to be seeing you and meeting you. And so you can kind of convey a lot when you can actually see each other's face. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah, we met a ton of people, but um, yeah, tell tell us about about the the videos you took there at Adepticon. <laughs> You're multitasking. Like, a little bit. I mean, it's it's funny because last year I got a ton of video, and I wasn't really planning on getting a lot. And I've used mm-hmm. that video throughout the year, and so like part of my thinking was, okay, I'm gonna go in and like use my camera a bunch. And this year, I I got my camera out like once. So, yeah, I really didn't take a lot of video except for what we were shooting specifically, um, which I, it's kind of a bummer because I, I wanted to record the event a little bit more. Um, and I know we talked about on past episodes that we, we really wanted to do some uh, demo games and, and get in there and kind of look at a bunch of different things. We got like one demo game in. So that's kind of... 
a little Free bit Blades weird. by DGS. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You wanna you wanna go into Free Blades for a minute before we uh, run off into the next piece? Just because we hit oh, it's that. a skirmish game. Yeah, it's a skirmish game. I think I had six characters on my team, and you had about the same. I had I had the bandits with the bloody rose. You had some yeah. undead dudes. Like, yeah. Undead dudes, yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah, uh, interesting game for sure. It was like at first seemed kind of normal ish as far as a skirmish game is you know, you move X amount, you do whatever, you score an objective. Um, the further we got mm-hmm. into it though, the more things started to, to build, and all of a sudden I'm rolling a D14. Can you yeah, believe it? That was <laughs> that was the I don't know the gimmick or the the, the special sauce of this game is that yeah, it's yeah. played with D four D six D eight ten twelve. I mean, de- uh. depending on modifiers <laughs> fourteen sixteen. I'm not sure about eighteen. I don't even know. If I got up to sixty. Possible? Yeah. But, okay. I I actually did um, roll a D sixteen, and they're like, they're like, oh no no no, don't worry, we have one. Like, which yeah. I don't know anybody who yeah. owns one of those. But yeah, you just the dude just busts out a D16. All right, yeah. cool. Yeah. So for like your your cheaper fodder characters is like, though, they attack with a D6 and they still need to get a five to, to hit the enemy. Whereas like your your elite guys like, oh, I roll a D12 and I need a five to hit the enemy. Like that was that was a mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That was my bastardization of the core mechanic of the game. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's fair. That's perfectly fine. <laughs> that's that's Basically, what I Basically, the more stuff that happened, the, the bigger the dice and the fancier the thing. Um, but it was fun. It was pretty cool. Uh, we did yeah, end a, good a little time. early, so we technically don't know who won. Um, but we we played ran, pretty like, close to a full game though. I I'm pretty sure I, I lost. I think so. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty it's possible. Sure. I had a good turn two, it. and then and then you uh, proceeded to wreck me from from turn three out there on out. But I'll, no, the, I'll take that. Yeah, yeah. The the guy leading the demo game, I think his name was Aaron. Uh, was the the studio painter right. for for a lot of the Free Blades minis, and uh, very very cool paint jobs. Um, yeah so the the demo was held you know a couple aisles over from from where their their sales booth was and traditionally it has been a metal models company with mm-hmm. uh, a couple of the larger minis having like resin bits and stuff like uh actually very early on the Goobertown hobbies channel i i painted a not a dragon but a wyvern <laughs> rider. Yeah, uh, I got a they lot of comments. I got a lot of comments. Uh, <laughs> has something to do with dragons have forearms, wyverns do not, allegedly. Um, but anyway, th- yeah, there's yeah. a wyvern rider in one of those lines. It's almost like like a Roman legionary riding a wyvern, and I, I painted that very early on in Goobertown Hoppies, and that's been my only experience with DGS Freeblade so far. But here we are. And they have started to produce in in CoCast, so they're yes. changing slowly, changing over from metal to CoCast. Um, mm-hmm. I bought their their newest faction band, which is um, kind of Native American Chaos Warriors. I don't know. We'll see about that. But basically, this is their first, uh, yeah, 
is their first full, uh, it's the Erdagar. Hold on. The Erdagar. Erdagar. Yeah. Erdagar. Tribes of Ruin. Um, See, now, I now I just, I don't trust your pronunciation whatsoever. But that's <clears> fine. And in the Erdgar Tribes of Ruin, we have a Dark Herald, a Vanquisher, a Tangler, a Predator, a War Jackal, and two Thralls, who I will name uh, Benjamin and Bootin. <laughs> I don't want to derail this this whole thing. I don't. But hey, we're getting through our hall. We're getting through our hall. We've got a whole yeah. That's just... good. I just have to ask, like, what made you think that it was pronounced that? Like, what possibly? I've... Now, dear listener, if you have a last name of Button, please let us know yeah. in the comments. Go to the YouTube uh, web zone and let us know if you, if you have the last name of Button. I've just never heard that as a last name before. I assumed it had some sort of a twist on it to make it. Like, it's it's some like sort of like. Actual uh... name. Yeah. French, you know, yeah, Bouton, yeah. something, yeah. Bouton. I, I don't know. I, I just my mind rejects the possibility that there was a person with the last name of Button. The, the rest of the premise is also rubbish, but you know, fine, yeah, fine, yeah, yeah, because it's a fictional story. Anyway, I I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. We're moving yeah. on. That's not We're the most on. curious thing about Benjamin, but it's a silly last name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. No. Yeah, it's not the. No, if you see the movie. It's fine. Curious kobold of Benjamin Button. That <laughs> just tickles me. <laughs> it's still funny. Yeah. Still good. <laughs> okay. So that was part of yeah, my. Yeah, did yeah, you yeah. buy any? Did you buy anything at Freeblades? Did you buy the yeah, exact I same the thing? I did exact same thing you did because they were in Seocast and they were in Seocast. That's why I bought them. Um. Yep. I, like I like metal models and they had some really good ones. Although it was weird. I was I was looking for uh specific models that they had and I saw them on the table and I don't know if they just weren't painted the same in the case or what the deal was, but I couldn't find the ones that I actually wanted in metal. Um but I mean I was I was uh... going to get the Cast ones regardless. Um yeah, it was a pretty fun game. Um definitely uh you know, two and zero for demo games thus far at Adepticon with you. Um, if we want to count that, which it sounds like we did, so yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, we tried to to get a, a Star Wars demo, didn't end up doing that. Um, we looked at the Conquest First Blood demo and then just didn't do it for some reason. Like we just kind of ended up talking to people at the Conquest. Yeah, we just hung out at the hours. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> it was great. It was great. Uh, possible, uh, you know, <laughs> fun times in, in Greece at some point. But, um, yeah, that was actually a really good time. Ended up talking to the owner of Conquest, asking him a bunch of questions about, you know, their their uh, casting and, and just the history of everything and how that kind of went down. Um, interesting enough, yeah. like, uh, he, the, the owner was, was basically a huge fantasy player, Warhammer Fantasy. And he said he wasn't one of the guys that, that lit his army on fire when GW killed the old world, but thought about it um, and decided, you know what? I'm going to make my own rank and flank sweet game. Yeah. And and he did. Rank and flank and game. Pretty sweet. You know, 
typical unit size is is 12 models because they scaled up the the size of the miniatures a little bit so you don't have mm -hmm, to paint mm -hmm. like 30 you know goblins for for a unit which is nice yeah. they don't have goblins though we gotta talk about that they got orcs that's good that's good it's, um, a, start. it's a start but yeah yeah and uh you know they were telling us a little bit about the history and any consumer can see that their older models are nowhere near as good as their modern models yeah, for the conquest yeah. line and and he was telling us kind of why that is and that yeah there there definitely have been a couple of factories along the lines and uh right the 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 first factory was is is not up to the standard that that Archon Studio can do there in Poland so anyway now nowadays uh and I've been painting a lot of conquest minis myself and yeah there's there's a huge difference just over the past four or five years in mini quality um yeah some of the some of the old ones are still fine some of them are actually still pretty cool but the the new ones are good and yeah it was just really refreshing to hear the founder of parabellum games just being super honest about yeah like the oh yeah you know, we, we did what we could yeah. in the beginning. We were figuring it out. There were a lot of lot of things to work through as you're starting up a, a games company, a miniature company, and and producing plastic minis from the very beginning. Um Yeah. There were there were some rough patches in there, but they got it figured out and they keep releasing new units, they keep releasing new factions, and everyone is better than the last, and I I remain excited about conquest. Yeah, oh, I should mention too that the um, so the tournament for conquest at Adepticon last year, I think they ended up with like eight people, mm. which is pretty sad. Now you know, granted, it it's fairly new game, not a lot of people were into it, and I think last year's showing and their booths at multiple conventions helped kind of really garner, uh, you know, a lot of growth. Right, um, this year they had like forty people, and they capped out their list and they're just like, Oh, that's, that's the room we have. That's what we have. Um, so it's, it's definitely growing, which I think is really cool. Uh, but yeah, it was super refreshing to, to hear the owner of a company, the founder of something going like, Oh yeah, no, uh, yeah, we, we made some bad decisions. We ended up getting screwed over by some people. It's like all this stuff happened. We did our best and now we're trying to make up for that. And clearly, doing a good job at doing that i think it's really cool yeah yeah for sure for sure um and one of the things we were doing when we were hanging out there is the conquest booth was right next to the resin beast competition resin beast competition because mm -hmm. they were right next to the creature caster booth and so yes. this year in, in previous years the resin beast painting competition was just for creature caster minis. This year, it's creature. It was creature caster minis and conquest. And there's even talks of expanding that out to more companies in the future. Um, but it was a, a painting competition. The display booths were the the display cases were not great, and they were just in the <laughs> the vendor hall. Yeah, but. There were a lot of minis in there. People were there participating. Were lot, yeah. There were a lot of good minis in there. Mm -hmm. um, and there was talk of, of expanding it in the future and, and going pretty hard with it. So um, Golden Demon is obviously the, the huge mini painting competition at Adepticon. Um, very nice cases. 
yep, stocked full of, of great paint jobs. Awesome to come and, and, and look at. Um, mm-hmm. But Resin Beast, you know, we'll see where it is in a year or two. Well, I mean, look, like uh, Sam Lenz won gold in, in the category that he was in this year, mm-hmm. um, which was really awesome. And he didn't even get a, a trophy at all in Golden Demon. Even though I technically I feel like he deserved a couple of them, but you know that's that's whatever. A lot of good painters submitting a lot of good work in Golden Demon. Very very true. Yeah. 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 Um. But you know, if you're a talented painter, uh, Resin Beast, it sounds like they're interested in doing cash prizes, and and they did this year. Yeah. And I definitely have mixed feelings about that. Of you know the the subjective judging choice of of which minis get all kind of a lot of money for, for their paint jobs. Um, but on the other hand, you know, people put 20, 30, 50, 100 hours into their paint jobs. And yeah. And if they're that good, I mean, hey, all right. I, I get it. I get yeah. it. I mean, in, in terms of like dollars for hours kind of thing, that's really not worth it but true true you know if if you're gonna if you're gonna pick between like golden demon which gives zero cash prizes yeah and resin beast which i think this year was two grand for the the gold i think that's Um, what i I heard yeah that's that's not a lot but it's not nothing for sure um and i mean mean, that's a a good day right there that's a real good day right there yeah um but but it's also enough so that there's some feel bads if you, you know, <laughs> come in fourth or, or whatever. Um, I mean, so, I didn't I didn't talk to anybody who didn't win. Uh, well, that's not true. A couple of people. But, you know, for the most part, I didn't talk to a lot of people that didn't win Resin Beast. Uh, it was the people who didn't win Golden Demon that were more upset. Sure. And that's sure. no cash. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's hard to say. I, I think it's yeah. a good thing. I think it's going to draw some some people who would otherwise just enter Golden Demon because it's there. That's I mean, the most interesting a, part choice, about it. Yeah. yeah. It, it is. It's a draw for more talented people to put minis into yeah, the painting competition for companies that are not Games Workshop. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, you know, if you're going to put if you're going to put a hundred hours into a paint job and essentially give free advertising to a company, um, right now, most people give the free advertising to games workshop. That's always been the case, but Hey, it's kind of cool to see really nice conquest minis, really, really nice creature caster minis. And, uh, I hope that I, I hope that competition keeps growing because I would love to see it. Like, um, Conquest especially, like, I had not seen... The best painted Conquest minis I'd seen are the box art. The best yes. painted Conquest minis I'd seen are the some of the, like, samples that they bring with them to conventions. They have a... Yeah. Oftentimes, they'll have a couple of, like, really nice painted units, which I think are the box art models. Um, and that... They're well painted. I think they have a really cool style to them. But that's the best Conquest mini I'd ever seen before. Yeah. In, until this year at Resin Beast. There were mm-hmm. some really nice paint jobs in there. Um, and the thing with that painting competition is that it's not in the, you know, this is obviously 
meant to be advertisement for Games Workshop. So the winners are going to be, you know, those that stick with the lore, those that stick with the models that they're currently trying to sell and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, th- it, it felt, you know, we'll see if that changes in the future. But in in the case where it's a painting competition, but within a single category, there are minis from different companies, there's not that level of like, yeah, that that creature caster demon doesn't fit the lore as well right. as that conquest orc does. Right. Yeah. No, it definitely feels more like subjective to like, Oh wow, that's really cool. Or that's really good. Or, you know, so yeah, resin beast had a lot of really good stuff this year. And uh, I think I'm definitely going to probably enter next year, but this year I did enter something into golden demon. Uh, Decided to make a video about it, kind of encourage people to just go for it. Like a lot of people just don't enter something. They don't feel like they should or whatever the case is. But um, I, th- I think it's I think it's a good thing to do because you can pretty much hang out and talk to people and ask questions. Um, but my model was certainly not the most exciting in the case this year. No, in fact, Fiverr from Sugar Candy Miniatures, they had probably the most talked about model out of anybody like i talked to a bunch of people right we we both did and everyone brought up this sweet sugar like fascinating night that was in the case and in fact sam lens took one picture of golden demon this year and it was of fiverr's model i don't know so if you good. knew that <laughs> yeah. yeah i i did actually know that um okay. but yeah it was also there was we had at least one conversation with just a person in the hallway and we mm-hmm. uh, you know we're talking about you know we need to go take another swing by the golden demon cases and see what else has gotten put in there in the last 12 hours or whatever and yeah just a, a random guy on the street was telling us like yeah did you see the the knight <laughs> that had the dairy queen spoon and it was painted yes. all like pink <laughs> and it was based on like a gingerbread house or something uh or <laughs> yeah. whatever it was just whatever candy everywhere was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um that was a, that was a talked about many didn't didn't win any awards and i yeah no. i don't know what the judges were doing but everyone everyone else knew yeah. which one was the winner so oh for sure i mean like the yeah. fact that it was the most talked about model like probably the most photographed um mm-hmm. by mm-hmm. far i imagine and like done really well, right? It wasn't like, oh, yeah. it was just kind of for funsies. No, it was like done really well on top of yeah. it. Like the freehand little strawberries and all the stuff on there looked really yeah. cool. Yeah, um, the weapon was a was a long-handled spoon from Dairy Queen. Like they eat a, a Dairy Queen blizzard out of. And um, yeah. yeah, they, they gave it to their, their cat, Lobster, to like bite on a little bit <laughs> to, to kind of weather it up, weather up the... The right. weapon arm, and yeah. uh, it just turned out great. <laughs> turned out great. So, uh, yeah, you can put you can put any whole thing in the in the golden demon case as mm-hmm. long as like most of it didn't come from Dairy Queen. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, somehow, uh, Dairy Queen ice cream not applicable to Golden Demon, but apparently not. Apparently, yeah, not. model model but, though painted like that. Yes, but also resin beast, and also I uh, didn't didn't get in there as much as i wanted to but there was a competition for marvel crisis protocol as well um, yeah so yep 
But yeah, there was some good stuff in that case. We didn't really spend a lot of time there, but what we did see, what I saw was really good. Heck yeah, heck yeah. yeah. Anyway, con- convention, just just seeing all kinds of cool stuff, getting excited about the hobby all over again. New directions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You buy yourself some more Relic Blade because it's been a little while since you bought Relic Blade. And <laughs> what I don't even remember. What did you buy this year? Some uh, The Wretched Hive, which I think is like Iguans, which are kind of like oh, okay. Iguanamen. But... Iguans, that makes sense. Iguanamens. Mm-hmm. I got one Iguan Witch, one Iguan Slaver, one Iguan Poacher, and one Mangrove Basilisk. Ooh, Basilisk. Feeling pretty good about that. Yeah. I I ended up with the uh, the Dwarven Miners. I don't remember what Ooh, they're called. Yeah. But they look pretty sweet, and uh, I, I, needed, I needed another box for some reason. Uh, I actually also bought the uh, the black site, um, terrain. I find I finally bit Ooh. the bullet uh, a couple weeks ago. I think we may have talked. I don't remember if we talked about this. It nice. doesn't matter. Um, matter because I did actually want to talk about some black site stuff because one of the games that I'm actually more excited about from the convention, which wasn't on my radar, even though we've literally talked about it, was Yafsiga. 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 Yeah, I, I uh, had a long... Oh, I didn't even tell you this. Dude, I was stuck in the uh, in the Denver airport for like 12 hours on my way home. Oh, it's good <laughs> to catch up with you, Casey. How you doing? Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's probably where I got COVID. But, um, <laughs> like, yeah. Are you I there ran... with the creator of Yafsiga? <laughs> yeah, I wish. That'd be great. No, I just ended up, like, pulling that book out and, like, going through it. It's really cool. Um. And I, I'm I'm planning on doing some some projects based around Yafsiga. Uh, All right, it's, it's just cool. It's just sweet. Um, but yeah, so so I bought the the terrain from them, and uh, they they ended up giving me the book because I didn't have the book. I'd never heard of the game before, um, which is really nice of them. And now I'm like legitimately interested in actually working on something, which doesn't usually happen, honestly, uh, because yeah, reading books and doing the things it's it's not exactly it's it doesn't always pull you in you know but this yafsiga yeah you gotta check that out yeah, that layover in denver out. changed your life it, it did it did i didn't uh you know i'm not super sick anymore obviously i still got a little cough going um but yeah gave me some covid read some yafsiga i ran into somebody i actually knew which was kind of cool for like 20 minutes before we had to board planes. Okay. Um, but that was pretty funny. Yeah. Just like super random. Uh, it was, it was an interesting 12 hours. Yeah. Yafsiga. Well, I haven't heard this story. We'll, we'll have to talk more Casey, but I'm, I'm glad you're getting into <laughs> yeah. Yafsiga. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Feeling good about it. Feeling good. Yeah. No, I've got a couple the... of the, got a couple of the, the chalice nights. So it's, it's kind of like a medieval setting. It's it's a two mm-hmm. feet by two feet board skirmish Which game. Which I like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the demo game kind of looked. Yeah, it was it was. This was the one with the cards, right? Like the deck of cards. Yes. Cards. Yeah, you use a yeah. deck of cards instead of dice, and each card that you pull represents whatever thing that you can do with whatever character, and you know they've got yeah. stats and whatever. Yeah, it's um, a skirmish game with four slots for ace, king, mm-hmm. queen, jack, 
And so yeah. like your Joker ace, in there somewhere. So like your ace might be your wizard and like your jack might be three archers or something like that. And yeah. so it it seemed like it could be more than four minis, but not mm-hmm. a lot more. You know, there were a couple of like you could yeah, have three footmen in instead of one hero or something like that. But Yeah, it's like two- you could have a hero that does more or you could split it up into three footmen that do a little bit less, but they're you know, you can do different things, so it still balances out, yeah. apparently. Okay. Okay. I mean, hey, you read the rule book. I, I flipped through it and looked at the cool <laughs> pictures, but there are yeah, cool a, pictures in there. It's like a fantasy world that's in trouble because uh the wilderness is growing too fast or, or something and people are turning into yeah. plants. Pretty much. Um yeah, it's like there's there's like a bubble of weird crap growing and so it took over the town and people are going in risking the uh you know, potentially getting infected by this weird plant growth or uh getting some some treasures. So um it's it's an interesting concept, and I, I mean, it's funny because, like, a lot of people that we ended up talking to are like, oh, have you seen that Yafsiga? It's like that movie Annihilation mixed with, like, Necromunda or uh, uh, Mordheim or whatever. And it's like, okay, that's a really very specific description. And got, turns out I that's exactly... I gotta watch that movie Annihilation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Have you I'll not seen ca- that movie? Nally no, Plana? I haven't. I'll catch up and let you know. Oh, yeah, it's just pretty good. Pretty good. All right. in, uh, Southern theaters. It's good. All right. Yeah. So, uh, all right. I got, I got one more purchase that I made, uh, ran into, to Byron from Artis Opus and, uh, <laughs> they were, they were given tutorials there at the, at the booth. And so I've, I've been slap chopping a lot lately. I've been mm-hmm. desiring to get better with dry brushing. Um, and yeah, uh, I would say that Artis Opus you know, in addition to they've got their their business, but they also have the YouTube channel. And I'd say that the YouTube channel is probably the best source of information about dry brushing in this hobby. Um, you know, it, or kind of a lot of the other people who have learned it recently have learned from that YouTube channel from Byron. And so kind of a, a seminal source if you want to learn about dry brushing. And mm-hmm. yeah, he sat me down on uh, early in the convention right there at the booth and gave me like a 15 minute tutorial, which was very useful. Um, and so I, I bought some dry brushes <laughs> and uh, I think it's going to be one of those things where, I mean, they're expensive. Like it's, I think it was $120 for five dry brushes, something like that. So yeah. expensive enough that knowing me, I may never take them out of the box, but <laughs> I am, I'm happy to support Man. that knowledge. And <laughs> I, I mean, like yesterday I went to Walmart and bought, you know, five yeah. makeup yeah. brushes for $10 and uh, I am much more likely to, <laughs> to use killing, those. Killing me. You're killing Byron <laughs> if he heard um, you right now. He's like makeup I, brushes. I'll set it. Ooh. I'll set it as my goal to to try okay. to force myself to to sully those, those brand new to, brushes. To, okay, yeah. that's. I mean, that's a stretch, right? Like, unless you just jam that paint right up in there, like you're talking about just just the tips, just the tips of the bristles. Well, that's, you know, I, I learned all that in the in tutorial. Yeah, I, exactly. I learned all that in the tutorial. So yeah. you know exactly how not to screw them up. Like, 
yes, you have to take care of your br- dry brushes um, and you have to clean them properly. But like, that's it. That's all you got to do. You kill me with your cheap brushes, man. You kill me. I hear you. I hear you. So, uh, <laughs> hey, but hey, I bought expensive brushes and that's you a did. step in the right direction. I might as well have just taken them. You wouldn't have known the difference. <laughs> <laughs> you were like, oh yeah, I have those somewhere. <laughs> so the the markings on the box are uh, Artis Opus Series D5. Mm-hmm. And... They were also selling identical looking boxes that said <laughs> Series S. And you almost walked away with those, yeah. That's very, <laughs> I came very close to just buying like regular expensive paintbrushes, yeah. which you I would know. not have been cool <laughs> <Yeah>. with. Like, <laughs> that would have been great. I would have oh. figured it out like eight months later when I was yeah, finally exactly. ready to dry brush with a nice dry brush. And I would have, I would have opened it up. I would have opened up my Artis Opus Series S <laughs> yeah. for, I don't know, standard brush? Series B for brush? Series, I don't know. I don't know. It, I, I would have been upset if there were not dry brushes in that box, I'll, I'll tell yeah. you what. But yeah. but a sales associate, you know, and I, and I got to talk and you're like, oh, you're picking up, you're picking up some brushes. Like, yeah, I'm getting some dry brushes. And he's like, oh, those are not dry brushes. Ah, yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> Didn't even look at the product before you bought it. Yeah. yeah I hope yeah. you use them because I mean I I've used them before, uh, in some classes that I've taken, and man, like, I like a good dollar store makeup brush. Okay. Like I'm a I'm a proponent, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, those those artist opus dry brushes are uh, a whole other thing. Ooh. They really are. Well, now I'm excited. Hold on, let me. Yeah. All right, you talk. I'm gonna make sure that there are dry brushes. So, so place. here here's the difference, right? So you know when you have kind of a crap dry brush, you're like, oh, I've basically wrecked this cheap brush that I bought from Walmart, so I'm gonna use it as a dry brush. And then you switch to makeup brush, and you're like, wow, there is a very big difference between that crappy you know, 50 cent brush that I bought from Walmart and this makeup brush. Well, okay. the difference between the makeup brush and the artist opus brush, I would say is probably two times that amount. The actual Whoa. application and satisfaction of how the paint applies on a model with the artist opus brush is twice as awesome. Yeah, okay, we'll see about that. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna I'm just I gonna should, put my I flag test that. in the sand. I've got everything I need to test that. Yeah, I know. I'm really just trying to get you to do it, but uh, they even hmm. gave you brush soap. You, you're literally pulling out a thing of brush soap. Yeah, it's a it's a nice little wooden box. We've got five dry brushes in here in ascending mm-hmm, size. Mm-hmm. We have a a little container of nice smelling brush soap, and we've got a a little glass container that has a sponge in it. And oh yeah. One of yeah. one of the little tricks here is slightly you, wet. You have this little sponge and you put a single fat drop of water on the sponge and that is your like water reservoir to moisten the dry brush and to keep it clean. So like you just yeah. kind of every once in a while you go back to the slightly damp sponge, just tap it, get a tiny bit of moisture in the dry brush wipe it off again on uh, your 
your dry pallet, which is something I've made recently of just gluing a bunch of bits down to a baking tray. Um, so that, okay, you're, you're not supposed to use paper towel. Apparently paper towel takes out too much moisture from the brush. Right, you're supposed to like Leaves behind too something. much resin and pigment. Yeah. yeah. So, so um, this is something that actually uh, Peachy told me a couple years ago. Yeah. Um, when, when, I, when I met him in Las Vegas, right? Middle of nowhere. Um, he was doing the same thing, but with GW dry brushes, just dipping the, the very corner of it in water. And that was like mm. the basis of this, this kind of uh, speed painting course that he was doing. Um, and, and it was the same thing as don't, don't use like paper towels, you know, like use this cardboard that we have because it'll, it'll take the proper amount off and all that. So it's interesting. Like, I feel like there's a, an evolution with like the proper brushes and everything like that. And, little spongy thing that's pretty cool yeah. the spongy thing yeah probably i should have should have probably picked up one of them spongy things yeah so so just the zeitgeist of the the commonly expressed rules of yeah get your get your flat brush and dip it in paint and then smear it all over a paper towel and then go dry brush something like that's what i thought i was supposed to do up until like a month <laughs> ago Right. Um, yeah. I've been I've been watching more Artis Opus from them at, at, since then, and um, uh, other people have been talking about it more and more. And yeah, I, I mean, it, it's interesting how knowledge kind of spreads around, and and people get you know tuned into new ideas and new ways of doing things. But it seems like Artis Opus is the source of this. Uh, objectively better way of dry brushing and that's mm -hmm. cool and, and i don't think byron invented dry brushing or anything <laughs> like that but popularizing something and getting it out to the masses has huge value and uh even if i never use these these expensive dry brushes like it was worth it to <sighs> me to to buy them to support that so uh, that's fair that's fair no i think it is important to um to support whenever we can right like it's certainly how we keep the stuff going um but damn it man like use the brushes all right look we'll see we'll see it, at some point we're gonna paint bravely on this podcast okay that you're right you, you called me you called me i gotta be brave i gotta just dip my expensive brushes i gotta do yes it. I gotta do yes it. that's what i'm talking about speaking of okay. paint bravely yeah what do you um, got uh so this year uh, thank you for your awesome uh, reminders to buy the Kobold cards because I did. I went on eBay and I bought about 100 Kobold Magic cards and I handed them out to a ton of people, an absolute ton of people at Adepticon. I ran out, in fact, of I still the sweet. Uh, what are, what's the card again? I can't even remember. It's like the it's hidden a taunting Kobold. Kobold. Taunting Kobold. Yeah. Um, Haste, so, whenever Taunting Kobold attacks, goad target creature an opponent controls. He's a 0-1. Yeah, he's a cost one red that means mana. It's a make mountain. them attack you? Is that what the goad? I assume that's I think that so. Means. Yeah. I don't know. They used to put the text on there. They don't anymore. Hmm. Piss, pissing me off with the magic cards these days. Anyway, we get... But yeah, if if people came up to us and said like, hey... We love the podcast. We just went into our back pocket and pulled out a kobold. Everyone else, yeah. given given these nice stickers, I got this 
this Zambies sticker here that that's oh, very yeah. queer. You know, who Zambies <laughs> yeah. is, and you got her name, and it's a sticker. That's a and good meanwhile, sticker. Yeah. Meanwhile, for Paint Brave of the podcast, we were just giving out Magic the Gathering <laughs> taunting kobold cards. Well, that's how we do it on this podcast. So it's, it's, you know, we subvert yeah. those expectations. We don't want to be too yeah. forward-facing in public. We just want to, you know, a little bit in there. Dr. Rhino does miniature painting on Twitch. We got... Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, we got Monster Den minis here with a picture of their logo. All these people giving out uh, useful party favors. I or, feel like there was a memo that went that out. that remind you of who they, who they are. Yeah, and we didn't yeah, get that memo. big this year. People are giving out a lot of stickers. We just had Magic the Gathering cards for like a stupid inside joke. Right. But people are remember. Like, I mean, I they feel said, like, yeah. A couple of people came up to us and flat out said, we love kobold talk. Yes. And boom, <laughs> they get a kobold and they also got let in on the, you know, at that point in a couple of days, kobold talk episode mm -hmm. two is coming out. So yeah, because we recorded it the day before we flew out. Yeah. YOLO. Yeah. yeah. So Pretty that was, much, yeah. <laughs> that was good. That was real good. It was good. I was very happy about that. Yep. Um, this, this sticker just says, Cooper is a perfect gentleman, and it's a picture of a yellow lab. And he looks like a good boy. Um, probably is. Yeah. And I don't, I don't see a name on here. I think we might have gotten this uh, along with a uh, painterly gits other. Uh, yeah. So he included a, a very lovely gift bag. had had a full set of D and D yeah. dice in it. Yeah. Um, a bunch of stickers, some cards, a magnet, some gum, uh, some gum. And uh, some other kind of candy. There was, I forget what it's called. Painterly get, oh, yeah, Smarties, yeah. which are Smart, apparently yeah, like yeah. good M&Ms. Yeah. <laughs> what you got against M&Ms? No, they're like improved M&Ms, sorry, better oh, okay. M&Ms. Okay. Yeah. Just thought they didn't quite hit the booting for you. <laughs> <laughs> easy, easy. <laughs> right, I, got, I got another card here, and this is a serious one. Did not expect this interaction. We ran into Victoria yeah. Lamb of Victoria Miniatures fame, and famous before that too. But uh, yeah, very much like Golden Demon winning, winning painter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was I was like painting a goblin, and that all of a sudden she's just there, and you're talking to her, and I'm like, I don't know what to do right now. <laughs> no, I ended up like painting on a live stream for an hour instead. <laughs> yeah but that was that was awesome to meet victoria uh she's kind of part of the pantheon of of you know painters that that you should know but uh more recently she's been a sculptor and so victoria miniatures does a lot of alternate imperial guard models a lot a lot specifically, of specifically like, yes yeah, yeah female commissars female troops mm -hmm. for kind of the, like the best known stuff that she makes yeah um, some some very good uh sisters of battle like deep cut proxies like some good ones heck yeah yeah heck yeah so that was a cool connection um actually it was fun to learn a little bit about how she is producing her current kickstarters so she's starting to do somewhat yeah. regular kickstarters and um the reason why we were excited to meet her and, and weren't expecting to meet her is because she lives in Australia and 
Um, she sells to customers in Australia, in Europe, in the United States. And so the way she's gotten around the international shipping issue is to have you know, regional production in the United States, in Europe, in Australia. Yeah. yeah. And so um, I think her, her most recent Kickstarter was like uh, halfling snipers, like not ratlings kind of guys. I, and was it i thought it was like the horse that's that's upcoming that's upcoming. Oh, that's upcoming There's, okay yeah, yeah. yeah rough so, riders yeah. are yeah. rough riders are upcoming yeah, keep an eye on that they look good yeah they, but, they do yeah so so one of the materials that she's using is co cast and so mm-hmm. yeah just just regional production in three places around the globe drastically reduce the amount of shipping that's going on yeah. Um and also it it was cool to to talk to actually we met um uh Dave Baker from Trenchworks. Mm-hmm. Uh we met uh Ramon Yon uh from Professionals and Miniatures, I think is 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 at least the tagline of his company. Um but that that's the United States and uh American producers for Victoria Miniatures. Um, yeah. They, they run production for a lot of other companies too, but uh, it was cool to meet uh, mm-hmm. both of those guys and, and learn a little bit about it. Um, but also they are, I think they're both starting to do some manufacturing by 3D printing. And that yeah. was something really cool to learn about also is mm-hmm. the, you know, setting up a print plate for the purpose of getting as many minis on there as you can to the point of doing like double, triple, quadruple stacks. Height. Yeah, the yeah. entire, <laughs> the entire uh, rectangular prism volume of a of a three D printer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd seen that before on a couple Uncle of YouTube Jesse. channels. Yeah, Uncle Jesse yeah. doing the like double and triple stacking of mm-hmm. build plates. So the idea is okay. You you fill up a build plate with as many minis as you can. And then you have like columns of vertical supports in between the minis. And then above that first row of minis, you basically make another another floor. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like another floor. And and so it ends up looking, I mean, almost like a skyscraper of just floors of minis on top of each other. It's a really good idea. Yeah. 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 (laughs) So you can, you know, set up a print run, walk away for 12 hours and then essentially have like four or five completed print runs mm-hmm. very yeah, efficiently said, stacked uh, minis. Yeah. He said in, in 10 hours, it was 200 models. And I mean, granted, Oof. they're using an industrial, like larger than normal printer. It wasn't huge, like, though. It wasn't And, and the, model, yeah. the model footprints were were small also. They, they were, were well yeah. chosen. But, That's fair. Um, but anyway, this is 3D printing as a manufacturing technique, you know, not casting out a metal or CO cast or resin or, you know, whatever, actually using a 3D printer to manufacture to then sell physical prints to people at somewhat of scale. Um, mm-hmm. And talking to these guys, it was interesting. One of the advantages that 3D printing has is that you can make bits that are impossible with traditional like two-part mold casting systems. Yeah. So in you know, the, the vast majority of materials that we use, they come out of a two-part mold. 
And so like undercuts are very tricky. Like there are certain shapes you just can't do. Um, it's the reason like bolters are not pre-drilled. Bolters are solid because you can't make a mold that has like an insert in the, in the barrel. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, a, a bunch of other problems. It's why, like, a lot of old metal minis, if they're single piece, they kind of have a flat pose of, like, you know, holding the, the arms above their heads or, or, or mm -hmm. out to the sides or whatever. Um, yeah. But with a 3D print, you can have... You can have any shape you want. You can you can print hollow things. You can there can be a void in the center of your model if you want. Um, and one one of the examples they had was he printed as a single print piece a man inside a cage, mm -hmm. and there's like a man inside a dungeon cage holding on to the bars. And yeah. if that were you know cast in two part part molds, that would be so many bits. So yeah, be at least like five or six bits, at least. Yeah, there'd be gaps all over the place. You'd be having to fill yep. in the stupid cage. Yeah, probably uh, it'd be all sorts of stupid problems. But, but yeah, um, yeah so th they were even talking about using hybrid models. So apparently, the the Rough Riders that are going to be coming out from Victoria Miniatures, some of the bits will be seal cast, and some of the bits will be you know, durable 3D printed resin um, in order to make the most of the advantages of both of those systems. And mm -hmm. since you have to use super glue anyway for, for either of those materials, might as well do a hybrid. And uh, yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. yeah. I mean, some of them even had metal parts. I think he had some with all three. Possibly. Like all sort. Yeah. He had this like yeah. claw thing that had, the claws were metal, then the, the legs were CO cast, and the head was 3D printed, like a whole thing. And it was all That's three cool. put together and all super glued. It looked awesome. That's I so mean, cool. Once you once you get all that primed and painted, it's like you're not gonna know what materials they are, but it's something that like we're finally getting to the point with some of this technology where we're gonna get castings and we're gonna get models that don't look like other models because they're done in such a way that yeah like 3d printing well that piece is impossible mm -hmm. to get from traditional you know hips and stuff so we're definitely seeing like some innovation i think in in this area which is really cool yeah that that stuff gets me so interested makes me so happy and so mm -hmm. yeah it was awesome running into to all three of those folks um what else we ran into Marco for Zoni. Yeah, Marco. Man, Marco. Like, I've always liked Marco. Like his videos, uh -huh. like his attitude, especially. I mean, anybody uh -huh. who's seen Marco knows. But, like, the man is just as awesome in, in person. And, uh, yeah, I was I was pleasantly surprised. Possibly, that, that, uh, possibly better, yeah. Pro I mean, probably. It's, it's, yeah, he just is. He's, Even more animated in person. Like you got the arms right in your face. It's great. <laughs> so good. So good. But no, it's it's uh, a convention in America. And, you know, you expect to see some Canadians that you didn't realize were Canadians beforehand. But it, it's <laughs> it's a nice treat that 
Europeans are there. Australians are there. A lot of people are just there. You're like, oh, I yeah. had no idea I'd ever, I'd ever get <laughs> to meet you, but I'm so happy that this is happening. That's true. No, we, in fact, it's weird. You know, I was thinking back on it not too long ago and like we had more than a few conversations with people for like, uh, you know, long amounts of time where like the American in the room is me and you and sure. we're outnumbered by a lot of people. Like there were a lot of people from out of the country that flew in for this one. Um, yeah. Which is pretty crazy. Like because last year nobody nobody did and i I assume that's because of the the covid restrictions in general you know yeah um but it was really cool because yeah definitely not expecting to see a lot of the people we did this year um yeah we had lunch with with marco Mm -hmm. and uh, ben that was our second lunch that day yeah (laughs) it was uh, (laughs) that lunch and then second lunch (laughs) literally walked over and just sat for another two hours (laughs) Yeah, no, it's so good. So it's such a concentrated event of of mini painting and gaming that like you can always walk into somebody that you recognize and mm-hmm. and everybody's, you know, happy to to say hi and talk to you and like it's it's a very social event for people who aren't always social and so it's a lot of fun. But yeah, we uh and we'd been wandering around all day. It was like two o'clock. We were like, wow, we should probably eat some solid food. Cause yeah, we, considering we hadn't in about two days, like literally had not we just, eaten basically. We were going food. off of like Doritos for, <laughs> yeah. for two days. Like just, just putting a Doritos hand and <laughs> Bud Light. <laughs> that's, that's it. Which can keep you going for about 47 hours, but around yeah. hour 48, you gotta eat a sandwich. Like you gotta, yeah. That so, was our limit. <laughs> yeah. So we wandered over to the, the hotel restaurant and like, there's, there's John, Ninjon, like, Hey, you want to get some lunch? Like, no, nah, I just ate. Sorry. Like, oh, okay. Okay. And then just up the escalator comes, uh, Stephanie from Orion's Belt Miniatures and she's like, do you want to get some lunch? Like, yeah. Like, well, there you go. And so. <laughs> Do you want to talk about that first before we move on? (laughs) Like her coming up the escalator? (laughs) Well, that was, um, it was, I think, Stephanie's first time at Adepticon. Yeah. um, And she was, I don't think she'd met most of the people there in person before. And so Mm -hmm. I know she had like a list of, of internet friends that she was looking forward to meeting and she was just coming into the hotel, like with her bags and everything, just coming up the escalator, and it just immediately saw like three people she recognized from from the internet, and just like, hey, let's let's go get lunch. Um, and th- <laughs> that kind of interaction happened all the time. Um, it was yeah. great. Um, yeah, we also falsely told her where to check in. Um, not on purpose, she, of course. She said she <laughs> needed to register, and where she was did. the registration desk? She did and say that. We pointed at the check-in desk for the hotel. Like, here's where you check into the hotel. So Wait, she, she said she, I can't remember. she, she went she over say there. Check in or register? It doesn't matter. We obviously either either one. Either one is ambiguous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was enough for us to say here. It's right here. It's 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 right here. And she went over there and she said. But when she met us for lunch, she's like, I was there for a while. And the dude was like arguing and like, uh, she's like, I'm here for Adepticon. And the guy couldn't find her in the computer and all this stuff. And she was freaking out. And it's like, turns out 
she already had a hotel. She was trying to get her Adepticon badge, which is literally on the opposite end of the whole place. And so I, I wanted to say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that we did that. In, in our defense, we, we thought she had suitcases. She had army boxes. Oh, yeah. She, her she army boxes suitcases. were just very pretty. Filled and they looked, like, they looked like suitcases. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So we were like, yeah, there's the registrations right over there. Come, you know, register. Come come meet us at the table for lunch. And but Yeah. Anyway, that, that all got worked out. Had a, had a had a good first lunch there from like two to three. And then we, mm-hmm. we got up to leave and just walked right by uh, Marco and Ben Comets and a couple other folks were there, Chris, um, and just sat down with them and like did second yeah. lunch with them. We didn't get food that time, but uh, uh, no, no, but we were, uh, we were good for another 48 hours or so. But. Basically, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we didn't really, we, were, we didn't eat a lot, honestly, during this entire period of time. Like, we ended up getting a bunch of uh, free food, which was <laughs> pretty hilarious. A lot of people <laughs> gave us leftovers. Like, for days, we lived off yeah. of leftovers. For, for literally two days, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That lunch that we just described was, like, the only meal we bought. <laughs> yes, exactly. We bought Besides a lot, the Doritos and beer. We bought a I lot of Doritos. We bought way meals too much worth of on. Doritos. <laughs> yeah. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, the, the same thing happened the next day. Is like, we were heading up as, like, two. We'd been, like, talking to people all morning, and it's time for a really late lunch. And we get upstairs, and there's actually a, a line at the hotel restaurant. And you're like, oh, no, what are we going to do? And then yeah. there's um, uh, John and Scott and Vince were all just eating Chinese food in the hotel lobby. And they're like, hey, we got extra. Like, Come on over. Like, okay. Sweet. <laughs> and then we got the leftovers. <laughs> yeah, they're <laughs> like, we, we're not taking any of this. So it's yours now. <laughs> so we had Chinese food in our hotel room. The, yeah. the next the next day, Zambies and Whittle Goblin came by when we were hanging out and getting pretty hungry, and they just gave us their their giant soft pretzels. That was yeah. that was nice. <laughs> uh, so it's a good convention, all in all. <laughs> all I mean, people are friendly. They share. I got COVID. Yeah. Had nothing I did not. To do with the I did not get I... COVID. You got COVID <laughs> yeah. in Denver. Like, yeah, you. <laughs> I'm going to say that. I'm, I'm definitely going to say that. Uh, yeah. You got COVID. Denver was rough. While you were reading the Yafsiga rulebook. <laughs> Yafsiga. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, by the way, Casey yeah. seems to be better now. Uh, yeah, ish. Slight, slight-ish, maybe. Uh, feeling better. Still, still got that rope tickle going on, you know. Yeah. Well. Yeah, I, I I think a lot of people did get Concred this year. Uh, I, again, more people than before. It's like four days yeah. of people going to sleep at two in the morning or later. Oh my and god! Not yeah. wearing masks and just a, a ton of folks. Ton of yeah. folks. Everyone. Most people having just come from an airport. Uh, so a yeah. lot of people left with, I think, a wide variety of illnesses. But uh, um, I it was only a couple people that got COVID though. Um, sure. Sure. For the most part, it was like, oh, I got a mild cold, uh, you know, whatever. Yeah, a little concred. Um, it, that it happens. It wasn't the worst that uh, that I've had, that I've seen. Because even last year at Adepticon, like, I still got sick. Sure. I didn't get COVID, but I got sick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
yeah, it sucks because like I was trying to, I was being mindful like the whole time. So who knows? Yeah. I mean, it's just hard. It's yeah. A a lot of people all together in close proximity. um, And it's, it's hard to stay disciplined and lucky for four days straight. So yeah, I definitely definitely feel like luck is a a factor in that. Especially if you flew there and then flew back. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, Not a lot. 12 hours in freaking Denver, Colorado. It's, it's a roll of a D 14. That's for sure. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, I don't know. I was thinking about because, like, we hung out with uh, with Kenny Boucher. Yeah, for quite we did. A while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he and it's funny because Kenny almost convinced, almost con- I'm I'm convinced, anyways, that he almost had you convinced that 40k was pretty fun <laughs> until about the last. Oh 10 yeah, we we sat <laughs> we sat and watched almost a, a full game of of Kenny playing 40k with one of his buddies, and it was pretty cool. It was it was cool to see what someone so obviously proficient in the game can do, and and, yeah. and that both of them were obviously proficient, knew exactly uh, yeah. what was going on, knew each other's no, rule, no rule books, books at all, knew, knew their rule book, knew the opponent's rule book, uh, knew the list inside and out, and um, it was it was fun to see the flow of the game from people who really knew what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we'd see like the excitement in their eyes when they were talking about like scoring <laughs> victory points and whether something was objective secured, but not this turn because of this thing. And I, I get two points because nobody's in that corner. Um, and this guy is a wizard and slay the wizard and uh, championship of winning and and like they were taking actual joy in counting the victory points. And they're like, you know, big smiles on their face when it was 62 to 87. And uh, Kenny lost. He didn't collect his data. Oh, they were collecting data. That's right. That was part of it. Well, he was. Yeah. It it was cool (laughs) to see that, like, it is possible to get over a hump of the learning curve to actually really understand the game without having to look at a rule book. And that there are people... It is. It was good to see. I could tell both of them were enjoying the game. Both oh, of them were sure. enjoying what was going on. Right. And uh, you know, listening to some of the rules that they were rattling off did not sound like something I would enjoy. But uh, it. Yeah. Yeah. It sounded like it, an awful lot. It was sounded like a lot. It, sounded <laughs> it was a like lot. a lot. <laughs> like <laughs> it was a lot. Like I'd be fine yeah. with like half of what they were talking about. I'd be like, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. That seems fine. Again, not for me, but at least a little bit of appreciation for the fact that some people do enjoy it and are able to retain that amount of information. Like by proxy, it was it was fun, right? It was like fun to see them having fun. Um, It definitely built an appreciation for it. Something that I don't I I don't think I would want to put myself in the place to go down that road. 10th edition is coming out. All of the information in their brain is going to be wiped out in four that's, months. That's the so other thing, right? It's like here, here they are yeah. so <laughs> proficient at this thing, knowing the details in their army. And, and I mean, Kenny yeah. did make the point that like, I don't need to know anybody else's army. I just need to know mine. Like people are generally going to just know their army and then you can ask questions, whatever. That's fine. But now the 10th is coming out. It's like, 
dude, like all the stuff you're talking about is now going away. Yeah. Like I don't even I don't even know it's if a lot. I could Oh man. That's it's a lot. It really these, is. These are people who enjoy reading the rule book though. Oh yeah. Like that that's yeah. part of it for them. Yeah. 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 And I mean yeah. that the you know, Kenny's always said, you know, he's painting, doing all this next level painting and getting it to high quality, doing all the stuff so he can play the game. It's always been the goal. Yep, yep. Yeah. Yep, yep. And I mean, Bob. man, seeing like an, he had his uh, Blood Angels army that he's been painting on stream and, and in some videos. It looks pretty good. Yes. Yeah. Both of yeah, those armies looked good. Yep. They did. Yep, they yep, did. Yep, they yep. really did. Um, yeah, it was pretty cool. We hung out with Kenny for a good long time. Four or five always, hours. Always good to see Kenny Boucher, next level painting. Uh, That's right. Yeah, it was, it was a good time. Uh, yeah. we, we had lots of not great whiskey, I'm going to say. <laughs> oh, I don't know seems, what it was. It was in a solo cup. It was fine. <laughs> it was. It was. Um, you know, in a bottle before. Uh, and at least had a cork on it. So Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not my favorite whiskey. I mean, I'm not, you know, whatever. Not a snob or something, but. Um, Thank you for the whiskey, was, Kenny. We appre- yeah, I appreciate yeah. it. I appreciate it very I'm, much. Yeah. <laughs> Don't throw me into the bus. Putin's <laughs> <laughs> about it. Yeah, it was in a glass was, bottle and it had a cork, but I, oh, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. Look, it was good. Well, it was Jack good. Daniels Thank has you. a cork, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. I don't know what kind of whiskey it was. It wasn't my favorite, but it was whiskey, and it was pretty good. I have a sticker with a Jawa stripper on it. This Jawa stripper is courtesy of Monster Den Minis. I have the model on my desk behind me. I've painted the model. Oh, my God. I'm telling you, I'm getting through my my backlog here. Look, out out of the five models that you had painted that you had said you'd start at 80%, Honestly, I didn't think it was going to be the stripper Jawa. Yeah, I did that one. I actually did the, like, a really good start on six minis that I got from Warzone Eternal, which is an upcoming oh, yeah. Kickstarter. Um, that was that was a funny interaction um, where we were, you know, <laughs> going around to different booths, hanging out with people, learning things, uh, checking out the games. And, you know, the minis of this game, Warzone Eternal, drew me in. I was sitting there looking at them and uh chatting with the game designer and all that um and while we were chatting like several people came up and said hi to me while i was at the booth to (laughs) to the point where um he's like wait a minute yeah yeah brian brian just eventually said like wait do you have like a youtube channel or something and and how many people watch and i I told him and he said oh okay and then he just he turns around and he hands me a a plastic ziploc baggie that had the bits (laughs) to make six models in it for their Mm -hmm. for their upcoming kickstarter and so uh, actually put them together they're they're like cyberpunk power armor guys and yeah. put them together painted them green did some black lining uh mm. used uh black magic black ink on them which is okay. actually really good stuff it's it's what uh mike cousins uses epic duck studios mm. that's what he recommends um but anyway that was that was those were some of the models that i got and there, there were a couple of times when somebody slipped me a model, Casey, and they didn't slip you one because you get all your stuff on eBay and you kind of you <sighs> shoot yeah. yourself in the foot for, for free models at conventions. 
Um, eh. But you, had, they, you did a rescue. You did a rescue. Tell, tell everybody about your rescue. Yeah. Well, the thing is, even even the models that I do get slipped uh, end up in a pile. Like a so Jawa stripper? Yeah. yeah, it's fair. It's it's completely fair. <laughs> like, no one's ever seen one of those painted on the channel. So, yeah. <laughs> like, they're not expecting anything. <laughs> but, yeah, um, because Adepticon has a massive used models uh, store, a bits store, bits bazaar, if you will, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, that runs 24 hours through the entire convention, 24 hours a day. It's just nonstop people buying a bunch of used stuff. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we went on a mission. I ended up spending uh, too much money buying a whole bunch of uh, like Rogue Trader orcs, like real old, real old orcs. Um, really cool looking ones. Uh, but I also got some goblins. You got some what? Some witches? I got some goblins. Got I, some, I, well, I did yeah, you buy did get some goblins. Yeah, yeah. I got some what? Black rock gob? No. Black reach. So, no, black reach is orcs. Uh, f- they... No, you're right. Holy crap! Skull oh. pass. Battle for skull pass. Yeah, I got skull some pass. Battle skull for pass. skull pass goblins. <laughs> And then, <laughs> yep. So I got I got some more of those. You can never have too many of those. And also, we did find the old metal Dark Eldar Archon, but not the terrible one with the claws. We found the, the one that I just painted. Yeah, the like Lady Dark Eldar Archon, who's a much better model. The, might, the she might have been one, called yeah. the Dracon. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. um, tell tell the people about your goblins that I found for you, Casey. <laughs> yeah. So we went through most of the boxes that were there and looking for like some interesting models. And of course, you know, uh, we ended up in the goblins box and I, I know that you did buy like a stupid amount of skull pass goblins, like for a good price though. I mean, it was basically a dollar, a dollar, a dollar each. And I did get the, including like the, the cool character goblins, the right. The the archer sure, leader so. that has the the little sword and his hood is down and he's yeah. holding his bow above his head. Oh yeah! If you know, you know. But I found that guy <laughs> for a dollar. I was pretty yeah. happy about that. Yeah. No, that's that's good stuff. So you got a lot of those, and then we found some old. Uh, uh, what were they? The chariot goblins yep. with the big fat teeth, the grinning teeth. Those are they metal. got the bows. They're metal. Yeah. Um, yeah, they had tabs on the bottom of them, but they weren't slotted tabs. They were like, remove this tab tabs to put on the actual chariot. I did yeah. actually see one of the chariots in like the used painted bins, um, oh. which I was so close, but I have no use for it technically <laughs> to buy. But uh, um, yeah, so Brent found those and, and he had convinced me like, oh, no, we, we need to shoot this video. You, you need to make a video while you're here. So he found the goblins, got the goblins. We, uh, the goblins were covered with a lot, you know, a decent amount of dirt and dust and stuff. They'd probably been sitting on uh, a shelf for who knows how long, you know, they're pretty old from the early nineties. Um, so the baggie that they came in, 96, took yeah. to a, <laughs> a hand sanitizer station and filled that bag filled with hand sanitizer to start stripping those minis down. Uh, video's coming out in a couple weeks by the way 
<laughs> like the footage is stupid. <laughs> it's really stupid. Have you looked at it? Uh, oh yeah, like I've looked okay. through the footage. I've already started. I'm writing a script right now, and I've gone through the footage because uh, yeah. I just finished the the Golden Demon video that I, I was working on. Um, well, let's let's I'm tell the rest of the story. Yeah, we. Oh uh... yeah, oh yeah. So strip <laughs> these models down. <laughs> In a public restroom while I was <laughs> filming it. <laughs> yeah. So we went to the closest bathroom, right? Uh, turn on the hot I think, water. I think Vince was just leaving. <laughs> he was, yeah. He was wondering what we were doing. And everybody else was basically standing outside. And we were just walking into the men's room with a video camera. Yeah. Like. Yeah. You're, we're, literally, it's like it's uh, Trent from Miscast, which he was there, by the way. It was super awesome to, to see yeah. him in person, finally. Hey, Trent. Uh, yeah. No, I actually I had a good time with Trent. It's good. It's great. Um Oh my god, I almost forgot. We didn't talk about the grinder. It got, okay, yeah, do it. Not yet. Okay. Well, we'll get there. Or maybe we shouldn't talk about it. Maybe that should be a secret for Adepticon. Yeah, I feel like other that. people have talked about it. Well, then they've broken the first rule of grinder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, so yeah, we, we had these minis, filled filled this bag full of hand sanitizer, went into the closest restroom. All the people were out there, right? They're just hanging out, waiting for us. Um, basically cleaned off the models, got a good amount of the primer down, like it cleaned it off and got some of the metal showing again. It worked so really clean. well. Yeah, yeah we, we just went up to hand sanitizer like a hand sanitizer stand in the convention those hall automatic ones and, and gave it yeah gave it like eight pumps into the <laughs> yeah. little plastic baggie and the alcohol and sand hand sanitizer actually works pretty good at stripping down old yeah. metal minis yeah. like we were looking into buying some uh some mouthwash for a while trying to find some mouthwash and then somebody was just like why not just use hand sanitizer yeah yeah that'll do so stripped the models down, uh, you know, had then, of course, had to put them on a base and figure out what we're going to do with them. So we ended up finding, uh, I think, I don't remember what bases used. I think they like, came, they came with two square bases. bases. Like, like uh, somebody didn't know what they were bagging up. They, uh, they thought yeah, they okay. were just, I don't know, some other, they didn't Slotted realize that they were from goblins. the chariot. They thought, they thought the little tab under the feet was a slaughter tab and not a right, remove right. this so you can glue it to a chariot tab. Well, sucks um, to be them. So, okay. I guess we ended up yeah. with three bases. Yeah. Which is yeah. good. Um, yeah. So Brent, you happen to bring super glue. I did. Yeah, always keep that in your toiletry bag when you when you <laughs> yeah. travel Just to a in mini case. convention. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's a good point. Uh but was able to super glue them down to the bases and then we had to find primer. Now yep. we ended up getting a couple hookups on primer. Mm-hmm. Somebody that we talked to happened to, to have some we were like, Okay, we'll meet up with you maybe like the next day or something. Right, uh, right. The next morning we ran into Fiverr and her buddy. Yeah, Mark. Uh, Mark, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all the way from, from Ireland, wasn't he? Like, he flew from Ireland to be there. That's awesome. I did not know that. I, I'm pretty sure. I'm like 99% sure. I mean, and while he was there, he bought a can of spray paint. And... He did. White primer. Hmm. Look at that. Uh, so there was like just enough black primer left on the model that I basically was able to borrow his white primer. We went outside 
and filmed this in in the, into the this, hotel like, open parking field. Lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I I zenithly primed a couple of sweet goblins. Uh, and, and that later prime on. job came out amazing, by the way. Like, yeah, the... they, they look good. <laughs> I nailed it with that, that prime can. Hey, it yeah. was cold outside, too. It was freezing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it'd been snowing and stuff. Really not great weather. Um, but yeah, like nailed the primer, left it to kind of cool off for a while and dry. Um, and then we went down to the painting area and, uh, Basically, just grabbed a handful of Reaper paints because we didn't see that there was Pro Acryl and Citadel, you know, not that far off. Um, I'm not a fan of Reaper paints. Honestly. I thought they were working fine. I thought no, they were I, doing fine. I was not having it, man. It was not okay. good. I was okay. very disappointed. Okay, like, maybe pick when, some bad when ones. I, got, I, don't I don't know. But, I mean, I shook the crap out of them. But, I mean, they're supposed to be thin, and that's part of their thing, right? Yeah. They, they yeah. glaze well. They can layer and do those stuff. For base coating, though, it was atrocious. Like, it mm. sucked. Um, once I got the base coats down and I started working with them, like, I could thin them down and make some washes, that kind of thing. Um, it was fine. And and as far as, like, glazing and, and layering and stuff, that worked pretty well. So, I mean, as far as that goes, fine. They're perfectly fine paints. But man like it it took me like 45 minutes to finally get to a place where it was like okay now i can work with this and i don't that doesn't usually happen for me so yeah i wasn't super happy and i wish (laughs) wish we had seen the other paints that were down there yeah 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 we um so actually got talking to a company called huge miniatures that also has a line of paints and they tried to get their paint stand down in the uh kind of free paint area called Fort Wapple under the mm-hmm. under the escalators there. And actually, like, apparently Adepticon did not put their rack there. They just, like, gave out the paints as prizes in, in some <laughs> other event. Oh, no. So they weren't super happy about that. But I did buy three bottles of huge miniatures paint. I put it in my toiletry bag and took it home with me and and used it a little bit at home and it's very very thick very thick paint um yeah and so there's um it it was okay like i I wasn't in the mood for it like when i when i put it on my wet palette but um, sure but yeah if you're if you're feeling like you know kind of doing the thinning yourself and and getting to just the right consistency like yeah i could Mm -hmm. see it being a solid option and i'd I'd heard about huge miniatures paint like once before someone on discord had mentioned it and so it was good to to finally meet those guys they had a a booth there um they've got a line of paint they've got basing stuff they've got uh, a line of fluorescent paints and um yeah like i said i I bought just three of the regular paints and tried them out and they're they're fine they're thick you gotta thin them yourself um Mm -hmm. and uh yeah Maybe someday I'll play around with their fluorescence and learn some more. But that is a yeah. another line of paints that's out there in the world. Yeah. Dude, man, there's a lot of paints. There is. Yeah, there is. a lot, a lot of, a lot of talk okay. about the cuttlefish paints this year. Sure. Uh, Creature Caster had on on show, like, yeah, a lot of paints for sure. Um, and man, yeah, I like a good like heavy body paint for mm. sure. Like 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 an artist paint, you know, real mm-hmm, thick. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and like pro acryl has that like right in the middle feel it's not too thick it's not too thin i mean it's a little yeah. thin 
uh, it's it's palette, it's on the border of too thin, but actually I've gotten really used to it, and that's yeah yeah pro acryl is my go to at this point, but for sure yeah yeah, yeah. um but yeah like the, the thick I didn't I didn't see too much of the I mean I didn't buy any of the the huge features paints so I have to look into it I didn't realize yeah. they were so thick so that's cool hey worth a try worth a try oh for sure yeah. It, yeah. it was one of those things like it was thick enough so that I check my wet palette the next day and the paint is still there, which is, is not what, what pro acryl does. So, no, <laughs> yeah. Nice. It kind of, yeah. kind of breaks yeah. down a little bit. Although yeah. I, I, it's weird. I have found uses for that. Okay. Um, and I, I end up taking a new, like small dollar, little squeeze out the bottle of fresh paint and using what's there to mix. Okay. And like it, it's it's got a real nice consistency after the second day, you know. It's it's not terrible. So that's I don't know, just using a paint. I, I normally just paint. get myself a new drop, you know. But hey. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. You put a new drop <laughs> next to the puddle and you use uh-huh. the puddle instead of water okay, to thin okay. that down. Okay. Just okay. It's nice and opaque. It's good. It's good. It works. Trust yeah, me. I'll think about Trust it. Me. I'll think about it. Yeah. Red palette bravely. You got this. Okay. Well, <laughs> take that Casey advice. Take yeah. that any day. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. God, I feel like I'm forgetting so much. I don't know. It doesn't matter. We're just supposed to babble and like, you know, entertain right, people right. while uh while they're hopefully painting. Although just we met one listener on the We met one listener who says she doesn't listen to us while she paints. She listens to us while she walks a stroller with her cats in it. So that's good, too. Hey, hey, how you doing? Right. Nice to meet you. Yeah, That's great. (laughs) Give Uh, them a little scratch for us. I'm glad that your cats are getting exercise (laughs) in this moment. That's wonderful. Yeah, Uh a little scratch Uh behind the ear, and uh, it's time to turn around and head back home. Yeah. Time for that. Yeah, yeah, because we're uh, we're more than halfway through this podcast. We've been going for a little while here, so yeah, still a lot to talk about. We we even have news, like actual segments of news. Well, we got to do this. I still think there's more to talk about. Yeah, I know. Well, I know. Well, look, (laughs) what, what, what? We're gonna say the same thing. What are you gonna say? What are you gonna say? Well, I was just gonna say we could wrap it up at any time. We have nothing important to talk about. Um, I will That's not say true. We, you know, we've been name dropping a lot of people here tonight, and um, if 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 we ran into you at Adepticon, we know that we saw you, and we yeah. were glad that we saw you. And if we didn't Very name drop so. you here tonight, like we're we're running out of time here. We gotta keep a schedule, so. We almost forgot Stitch. to mention Trent, and he came from Australia, you know? Like, we can't, oh, I know. can't get to everybody. Can't get to everybody on our list, you know? It's true. No, we yeah. we met a lot of a lot of people. Yeah. I yeah, met Sergio did. Calvo. I was yeah. very excited about that. Berserker. Talk to him. Yeah. Yeah. Eeny Minis. We, we met. Yeah, she came by. Sam she came by for a little bit. It's good. Yeah. Yeah, we just we could just name drop for a while. Right. Went, okay. went to dinner with with Vince and John and Scott oh, uh, and Jason hey, and just today I was on an Uncle Adam video. You believe that? Yeah, I missed out on that. I I was just I don't know where I was. You were <laughs> securing white paint. Yeah, is that what it, I forget? Oh, it was no something. I don't know. I showed up and he's like, "All right, I'm done." I'm like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> 
<laughs> just in time. Just in time. Doesn't, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. But no, no, no. The most important news has nothing to do with anybody who was there. Louise has a channel now. That's right. Only hands went rogue. Rogue hobbies. Rogue hobbies on YouTube. Louise Sugden from Warhammer Subscribe TV. Subscribe to Rogue Hobbies. Yes, I, I that's saw a very important. She, on the date of this recording, uh, she just dropped a, like a one-minute trailer on Rogue Hobbies that basically says there's going to be a channel called Rogue Hobbies and it's going to have Louise and the the channel trailer had her painting stuff, but it also had her face in it, which we haven't seen for like a little while. Uh, At least but three it's weeks. Good to yeah. see her. Yeah, yeah, good to see exactly. her. Good to see her. So no, I just that that's very important. I wanted to make sure that we got to that because that would suck if we didn't. Yeah. And it's like the reason that I wanted to wait until today to record this episode. <laughs> okay. Well. <laughs> We just want to say congratulations to Luis, and we're wishing you the best of luck on your endeavor. Good, uh, good to see your face again, and uh, yeah, I don't know. My my favorite comment on the trailer video from today, somebody said like, "This YouTube channel is gonna be what I wish that Warhammer Plus had been." And uh, <laughs> sounds good. Sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> very very good. Very good. Yeah. Um. Couldn't have said it better myself. Like we're we're, right. we're all rooting for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure. Well, in that case, uh, thank you again for joining us on another episode of Paint Bravely. If you enjoyed this podcast, please help us out by leaving us a review on iTunes, hitting that subscribe button on the YouTube channel, and sharing this message with your hobby friends. And as always, we appreciate each and every one of you for listening, and we will talk to you next time. Talk to you next time, friends.